Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. So you have more hostages being released. You have the ceasefire that is continuing. I have no option but to trust the Israelis in how they're doing this. But man, I don't like it at all. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Giving Hamas more time is never the answer. But the extension is to allow 10 more hostages a day to be released Hamas see they'll say Gaza but that's not the case Hamas is getting aid I only hope that the 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 food and fuel is going to the people going to the people of Gaza I only hope that that is the case but that's never the case they're getting back prisoners who've been involved in terrorism involved in stabbings But you now are going to have an extension for two days for the release of more pres- uh, for, of more hostages. Sorry, not prisoners. Hostages taken by Gaza, although are taken by Hamas, although they are not really yet releasing the youngest children. And I have to assume they're not going to release any IDF, Israeli Defense Forces soldiers. One will assume that's not happening. And yes, this has to continue until Hamas is eliminated. And yes, Gaza is going to feel pain until they recognize that Hamas has to go. I am on the very other side of these radicals in Indianapolis and other places that somehow think that Israel is the issue. No, Hamas is a terrorist organization that has to be destroyed. And if Israel is going to be the one to do it, I say let them do it. I wouldn't have anybody telling me that the U.S. can't move forward on X, Y, or Z, whether they liked it or not being inconsequential. It only matters that the people of the United States think it's the right thing to do or not. World pressure. World pressure leads to the the lack of existence. So, I'm letting you know where I'm at. You have another two days of this ceasefire. We'll see. And then there was this list. I know that uh, Casey had written about this over at WIBC.com. Uh, she, she's got the side piece over there. Check that out. Um, Indiana's three coziest towns. Uh, it, this was written about, and she's got it. For whatever reason, there was a look at 170 small towns across the U.S., And Indiana did not have a town in the top 50. 
I don't even know how this is possible. I don't even know why. What in the world is this? The highest one on the list was New Harmony, Indiana at number 70. First, I must admit, I do not know where New Harmony is. I had to look it up. New Harmony is right near Evansville. I, I mean, it might, it might as well be Illinois. Like It's right there. And then there's Santa Claus, which again, Evansville-ish kind of area. That's that's where, uh, what do they call that? Holiday, no, nah, is it Holiday World? Uh, I, we love Holiday World. The water park at Holiday World is awesome. It's fantastic. You get the cabana, trust me on this. You got younger kids or like or, or even teenage kids, you get you get the cabana. You you spend the money to order the lunch. And you can hang in the cabana and 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 uh your your kids will have a day. Your kids will have a day. Cheaper than Disney, closer than Disney, and you gain an hour when you get there cuz it's in a different time zone. Don't ask how that's happening. I'm just saying. Enjoy the daylights uh out of it. And then, uh, and then Nashville, Indiana. I I get that, but how? What are these other towns that somehow they're cozier? What am I supposed to do with this? I I found this to be nutty. I found this to be madness. This idea that there are places with that are that have cozier spots than us. That's a bunch of hooey. A bunch of hooey. Standing up for Indiana on this one, dang it. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. So in a totally believable move, you had students writing letters to Moms for Liberty Middle school students asking Moms for Liberty uh, to stop bullying LGBT children. Because, of course, that happened. No, no, no. Spontaneously. Totally happened that way. Why? What do you think? Uh, That the students were forced to do it uh, by their teachers and possibly the teachers are the ones who wrote the letters to begin with? Huh. That's cynical of you. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. Moms for Liberty is saying they received a package from a a Seattle school district, including a letter asking the group to read the cards from concerned middle school students in Seattle, Washington. And of course, the message is saying LGBTQ rights are human rights. Gay is slay. Stop being a rat. And love is love. Oh, children. Children. Uh, There's a reason why children should be seen and not heard. Too soon? No? How dare you? I dare. I dare. It's because they're middle schoolers. And they shouldn't be used as tools or shields or weapons. So good work to the uh, parents and teachers over there in Seattle who decided, nah, nah, why protect kids when you can use them in your own level of warfare? Good good on you. And you wonder why people homeschool. Just a, a couple of things. Two to the uh to the to the students just as a matter of clarity lgbtq rights or human rights doesn't actually mean anything it doesn't it's something that gets said it has no meaning and i would say to you if you want to be treated like an adult i'm in can you define what that means 
I don't believe that you can. But just as a sake of clarity, LGBTQ rights are not a thing. Rights are a thing. Do you see the difference? Once you start allowing for for groups based on some characteristic to have specific rights, you're stating that some groups have rights that other groups don't have or should have rights that other groups don't have or somehow need some level of protections that other groups don't get. That's a very awkward thing to think. Once you think about it, shouldn't we all be protected by the same laws? Aren't we supposed to be equal under the law? It would seem to me that that would be better for everybody. And I would look very askew, meaning oddly, at at somebody who thought that a, a group of people based on a characteristic should somehow get more rights or less rights. Because once you're saying that a group of people based on a characteristic should have more rights or less rights, you're saying that you should be able to dictate how people are treated based on characteristics, which is in and of itself bigotry, which is something I don't think you actually believe in. Also, uh, there's a very big difference between the L, the G, the B, and the T. And uh, very often there are teachers and others who won't even allow that kind of conversation to take place, and it it should very often. Um, The T is the issue here. There is no LG or B conversation happening, actually. And you should note that boys are not girls, and girls are not boys, and boys can never be girls, and girls can never be boys, and that's just the way it is. And anything else is a lie. I, I would hope that your parents have this conversation with you. I would wish uh, that if teachers are going to engage these conversations, they would have it honestly, or not have the conversation at all if they're going to be dishonest and somehow telling you that you can be, if you're a boy, that you can be a girl. That's never going to happen. And if you feel that way, okay, let's get you the help that you need to be able to figure out how you're going to deal with being you. But you're never going to be a girl if you're a boy, and you're never going to be a boy if you're a girl. That's never going to happen. And I think we should be honest about these things. But let's continue. Gay is slay. Stop being a rat. Now, I'm going to need my uh, my um, Gen X uh, to uh, Gen Z translator, uh, producer Jonathan, to walk me through this. I know what they mean by slay, but what is stop being a rat? Um, Stop being negative. Stop being annoying, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Saying gay is slay, you're saying gay is, being gay is fantastic. It's awesome. It's terrific, right? Yes. So if I'm not gay, am I not terrific? I guess not. That's the question. Well, that's the question that I'd ask. What you're there, what you're making there is, is an argument that somehow if you're not gay, you're not cool. If you're not gay, you're not good. If you're not gay, you're not important. What if I'm not? Do I then have to lie in order to get social acceptance? It's kind of what you're pushing there, students. Now, maybe you don't know that because clearly the people who had you fill out these letters don't actually care about teaching you anything about decency or or morality. They care about their political opportunities. I think it's wrong to use children for political opportunities, and I'm sorry this has happened to you. And most importantly, why it is that children should be seen and not heard, you wrote love is love. No, it's not. No, it's not. And Lin-Manuel Miranda was wrong when he said this. I believe it was at the Tonys or was it at, at the, at the uh, Grammys? Love is love is love is love is love is... No, it's not. 
If a 35-year-old man says he loves a 15-year-old girl, that is not love. That is not love. Someone who is abusing somebody else can think that they actually love that person, but it's actually abuse. Love is not love, and children can't make that call. Again, it is a statement that you put out there that gets put out there as a talking point that once you think about it makes no sense. As a matter of fact, is cover for a lot of abusive behavior. I'm sorry, students, that adults don't speak to you this honestly and directly and thusly that they don't have the respect for you. And most importantly, I'm sorry that they will not protect you. I'm sorry they use you for their political purposes. It's disgusting and despicable and wrong. But honesty is necessary, and I believe in being honest with you. I will never lie to you. Moms for Liberty hasn't done anything wrong except want to protect kids from the abuse that was clearly shown by the parents of the administrators uh, there doing this from the Seattle schools. Seems to me Moms for Liberty is right on. You hear that, Miles Nelson? Moms for Liberty in this conversation is right on. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Fill up on the news presented by Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. The Absolute Wealth Retirement Planning Show, Sundays, 9 a.m. WIBC, WIBC.com. Dow futures down 22, NASDAQ futures down uh, 33. Um, Look, you had a month, a month of the market going up. Thrilled to see it. Thrilled to see it for everybody. Thrilled to see it for the 401ks. It's possible that this week can be a, a, a slower week. It's also possible people are looking at, well, tell me about how the holiday sales went. Did, did did we actually see a move up? The idea that we saw more spending doesn't mean we actually saw more product move because prices are, are, are higher. Things are more expensive. So what is it that we actually saw? We do know uh, that the TSA did a heck of a lot of screenings, an outrageous amount of screenings, breaking the daily record for the number of passengers. 2.9 million passengers on Sunday, the most in the history of the agency. 10% more than the Sunday after Thanksgiving last year. So I would, um, I, I, I assume that that would mean that more people are, you know, they're not worried about the COVIDs anymore and they're out there uh, traveling and, and doing their, their work. I would assume that that is the case. But that means that people are buying tickets. They're flying. Now, I got my tickets a while ago heading down to Florida at at the end of uh, December for for a short uh, jaunt. Um, I, they were the the regular expensive price. I, I felt they were expensive. Did you travel over to Thanksgiving? Was it, was it crazy costly? And I will say this as well, for all the fear-mongering from Pete Buttigieg, a smarmy dude, the Secretary of Transportation, I did hear of some cancellations, 
but I did not hear of major issues. I didn't. I, I, I don't, I didn't hear any, any of that, didn't see major stories about that, anything else. Is this something that's being kept from the rest of us? So I only hope it went smooth, and I only hope it continues to go smooth. As for the market possibly being down a, a little bit, I, I get that. You had a month up, it's okay for people to say, all right, let's hold off, okay, let's take some dollars here, okay, let's... There's a series of things. And then there's the Bitcoin story. Okay, I have not done a Bitcoin conversation in a while. Bitcoin's going nuts. And two things are coming up in this world. I I do not claim an expertise. People try and teach me all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I I like the idea of a decentralized currency. I have no issue with Bitcoin whatsoever. Might not be for me. To, to I own crypto. I own a fractional amount of Bitcoin, not enough to count, not enough to retire on. And a year ago, you could have bought it at thirteen, and now it's at thirty-seven thousand. You could have bought it at thirteen thousand. It's now at thirty-seven thousand. Um, there is an ETF. Um, that is going to come. Uh, and that is going to uh. A lot of people feel really uh, explode uh, the price. And then there is something uh, called the halvening, um, which is, gosh, how does one describe this? Um, so it's basically how the amount of Bitcoin that is available um drops so you know you can mine bitcoin you can have your computer working you can actually create your own and people have massive massive server farms to do just this um so it happens every four years how many bitcoin are issued every 10 minutes So this has been happening since 2012. So if only half the amount, so uh, halving, half, H-A-L-V-I-N-G, maybe it's pronounced halving, uh, or the halvening. Um, It's the half the amount of Bitcoin will now be available, which you can argue that's a supply and demand conversation, right? There'll be less supply, so therefore it will create um, more demand, thus more expensive. So people are looking at this Bitcoin investment now to see a very, very big future. And I've had people in my ear about what that future is. I'm not going to get into it here. It's straight up speculation. That is not to say that I don't own other uh, uh, cryptocurrencies. I'm I'm an absolute believer and I always have been. Uh, I do not know if uh, we're going to see this massive jump. But this is what people are preparing for. This is what the people who are all in think is going to happen. CNBC, Bitcoin's next pullback is a buying opportunity before the price heads to 40000 That according to Wolf Research. A lot of people feel that way. They feel that way. Uh, should you take investment advice from me? Absolutely not. 
don't you dare, don't you dare take investment advice from me. That's crazy town. That said, this is where people are thinking. This is what people are looking at. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. That's the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona, bastardizing the words of Ronald Reagan in a way that is so insane. He is either willful in his lying about what Reagan was talking about or the Secretary of Education doesn't know what Reagan was saying because Reagan's exact commentary for those of us playing the home game goes like this. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And yet Miguel Cardona thinks that the government is here to help. Good. It's either purposeful or he's the most ignorant man around. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. It's just nutty. Nutty. Nutty what's going on right there. I will have more on uh, the hostage releases and see how that is going and more on this economy uh, and where we are with it. Uh, also, this is a fascinating story out of out of Maryland about the idea of rights and the idea of how people view your rights. So there is a gun law in the state of Maryland that has been uh, ruled to be unconstitutional. So the the issue is uh, with with this legislation, with with this this rule, it goes uh, against people's right to to uh, keep and bear arms. The Maryland State Police says that not only do we disagree, they will continue to enforce the handgun qualification license, this law, until the federal court issues a mandate. The court opinion that came out, the court opinion calls the law unconstitutional. The federal order says Maryland officials have 14 days to file for a rehearing. If the state fails to do so, the federal appeals court will issue an automatic mandate seven days later. What the Maryland State Police have said is, is that until the mandate gets filed, we're not going to listen to the court. We're going to decide that a law that the court just said is unconstitutional, we can still enforce. That is real hate right there. Real hate. It's, it is, it is this 
it's it's funny that when when uh, the the left sees something and 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 has the court rule on it, well, that's the way it is. When they want it, when they don't want it, they they ignore. Now you can say, well, this is true in every case. We should argue this shouldn't be true in any case. But we should also argue that just because a court rules, that's not the end of anything. If you pass legislation in a state and the court rules it unconstitutional, that is something that has to be dealt with. If a president engages in executive order and a court rules that the president can't do that, well, that's something different. The president elected by the people, some district court judge wanting to be an activist, the activism from the bench has to be eradicated. But let, let's take abortion in the state of Indiana. Indiana wants to pass legislation. People want to challenge that legislation on legal grounds. I think, I think they're more than entitled to. The fact that I may disagree with them is inconsequential to whether or not they can bring the challenge. And then we, we would deal with, with court opinion. And then you can go about passing other legislation. I don't argue that there's not a place for the courts. I argue that courts that are trying to legislate from the bench, courts that are activist courts, need to be eliminated. And when the president is doing something that's different than when um, a state is doing something. But the idea that Maryland wants to make it tougher and tougher to carry a firearm, tougher and tougher for you to utilize your rights, and they get smacked down and the state police say, we'll still go after you if you, if, if, if you do this. Even though the court says it's unconstitutional for us to do so, we will still go after you. That is abusive. And that you ask why there's distrust. Why should anybody trust the Maryland state police? Why? They've proven themselves to be untrustworthy. And it doesn't matter to me who the governor is. The governor should immediately say, wait a second. The court said, mandate or not, the court said, hey, Maryland State Police, this isn't how we treat the citizen. But nope, ideologically, they are so hell-bent, they don't care what the courts say. The court said, the Supreme Court said uh, regarding eviction moratoriums, hey, President Biden, you can't do this. And President Biden said, well, we're going to keep doing it until the court really gets angry. This abuse is is not helpful to a society. Not at all. We either believe in the system or we don't. So which one is it? I'll get into that on Tony Katz today at noon.